through the cloud. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 64, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I am joined by my co-host, not Ben Baseball, but my other co-host is down the on-deck circle. Let's see what's going on with him. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. Good evening, Sam. Hello. How's it going? Not bad, man. How are you doing? Good. I got a nice tall glass of skinny juice, and uh, we're going to talk some baseball. Got some rosé there? Is that what that is? It's a uh, vodka diet tonic. Ah, skinny juice, skinny juice. I like it. Yes. Yeah, we're getting there tonight. Locales. Locales, indeed. Well, second uh, episode in a row, Ben Baseball is out trying to wrangle the interns, I guess, something like that. It's really sad. I feel incomplete. It is. I know. He'll be back. He'll be back soon for sure. It's been kind of a hectic couple of weeks. So, you know, yeah, we're, no we're, we're having to write blogs about spray foam for God's sakes. I mean, it's things are things are weird. It's unbelievable. I was so pleased when this came in my mail. I don't understand. I just don't <laughs> understand that there how there's so much of a need for this. And you I should mean, you got to go look at the website when you get a chance. The advertising in here is just unbelievably niche. The, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for those that don't know, there's a Sam got a uh, magazine the other day in the mail that is about spray foam. It's just called Spray Foam Magazine. And he sent this to me, and I was like, oh, my dear Lord. And so I had to blog about this. So I, there's a blog out on the site right now that has you know some of the pictures of it and everything. It's the most incredible magazine I've ever seen. I really don't think I've ever seen a more niche magazine than that one. It's really bad. I mean, and it's it's also pretty um, terrifying. I mean, the cover is just a big <laughs> inferno. It's yeah. like a fire, firestorm. And then there's a big expose called Surviving the Fires of Northern California. So it's kind of kind of sad. I feel like for a big expose cover story like that, you've got to wait for big stuff like that to come along, which, I mean, I guess there's always fires out in California every year, but it seems like that one was catastrophic. you got to have a big one to come along for something like that, right? You'd think so, but I mean, there's there's lots of articles in here about you know protecting different types of buildings, silos, and flat top roofs and towers with flame resistant fucking foam. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really it's, strange. Just strange overall. So that thing is amazing. Go check the blog out when you get a chance. It's it's good stuff. So uh, yeah, weird weird times around here, but exciting times. Tomorrow's dog day for me, dude. Me and Claire adopted a dog. That is excellent. Tell me more about this dog. Give myself an applause. <laughs> Give myself an yeah. <laughs> what yeah, kind no, of dog? So we got a lab. He's a, kind of a lab mix, I think. He's some sort of mutt. I don't know. Upon further inspection, I'll be able to tell you more. But uh, yeah, we've been. That was Claire's Christmas present, and then we wanted to wait. We were going to Colorado, which we did, um, you know, back in January, and we did some other traveling. We went to New York and some and th- things like that. And so we wanted to wait till we were kind of like done traveling for a little bit to. Yeah. to make that happen and so and then we've been waiting for about two months now so we kind of went to like a lab specific rescue we wanted to make sure that it was kind of the right fit so we ended up adopting a lab he's kind of a golden lab more pictures will come out on the website everything of him later uh through our social channels and whatnot but he's uh he's about two years old and he is an absolute sweetheart he was definitely abused at one point 
mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely sad, but we're definitely glad to be pulling him out of that kind of situation. His foster family did a real good job with him. He had heartworms and stuff like that, but they got that sure. all cleared up and everything. So, uh, yeah, we're excited to have him home tomorrow, a new member of the family. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. And he gets along well with your cat? He does. That was the other thing that we were really wanted to make sure of is that, you know, it just that they could basically figure it out because there's just times where dogs and cats can't figure it out. Typically they can, it'll like whatever, but you know, we just wanted to make sure there wasn't just like absolute chaos going on in the house at all points in time. Which dog related movies did you watch to prepare yourself? For uh, not <laughs> more homeward bound guy. Uh, or did you Marley and me. What, what was I've, it? I haven't seen homeward bound in a long time. I've never seen Marley and me simply because I know it will make, make me cry or make me, you know, upset. You can say it, dude. Make you cry. Yeah, I mean, it sounds sad as, sh- as shit. I'm not going to go watch that. Why would I do that? I've got baseball to watch, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you watched Air Bud when he's a pitcher, then? Absolutely. That's a classic. That should be in the top five baseball movies of all time. <laughs> Excellent. I can't believe we were talking about. Uh, we did radio the other day, and we were talking about favorite sports movies, and we were talking about basketball, just because Jason gave me a miracle on ice answer, and I was he was like, "What's yours?" I was like, "Oh, basketball." <laughs> well uh yeah okay miracle on ice that's like the tearjerker oh that's a great movie don't get me wrong it's but i don't and you know in its own right i think it's awesome i just it, i mean it's not like it, basketball should stand up next to it though that movie is ridiculous no i mean i'd say something like Waterboy or happy gilmore oh yeah dude oh there were just caddyshack all kinds of others yeah there, there's there was all kinds of others talked about but that was just like one of the ones that came up yeah. But yeah, we actually watched basketball when we were in Colorado. Did you watch that with us? Um, you know, I was so addled with cold medicine that I don't really recall if I was there when we were watching basketball. I Maybe honestly, don't know that you were, and it was just that it's still absolutely outlandish. <sighs> what a wasted trip for me. I know. I need to get. What was the movie you were telling me about? The was it a baseball movie on Netflix? I need to get to. Oh yeah, there's a documentary called "The Battered Bastards of Baseball." It's about. Um, back in the seventies, there's a team in Portland that got bought and they were the only independent team. Mm-hmm. They weren't affiliated with any major league organization and they just like beat everyone's asses and the MLB tried to like push them around when they wanted to buy the territory back from the owner. Um, it, it's really good. It's Kurt Russell's father who owned the team in Portland mm-hmm. and kind of put on this big show, um, with the Portland Mavericks is the name of the team. Anyway, it's really, wow. it's really good. Okay, so it's a it's a documentary, like true story thing, and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Nice. It's just you know, interviews and stuff like that. It's on top of my list. I'll get to it here in the next week or so. Highly recommend it. It's been out for a while. I'm surprised I hadn't heard of it or seen it before, um, but definitely worth worth a watch. I was kind of surprised at the same thing. Whenever you had mentioned it to me, I read the description and everything. It seemed like something I should have heard of by now. But yeah, I'm definitely going to buy a Portland Mavericks T-shirt now, dude. Absolutely, you have to. You absolutely have to. I got a, uh, I got a shirt the other day that's a, uh, a jumbo shrimps T-shirt. Whoa! Yeah, fantastic, <laughs> dude. The minor league team names are some of the strongest out there. Oh yeah, for sure. You got the Kissimmee Cobras. Actually, they're they're not a team anymore, but um, that's one of my favorites. The Chattanooga Mun- Mudcats. The Mudcats are a team back in the day. Let's see. I'm pulling up a list here real quick. There was, um, I want to call them like, oh, it was boy. an affiliate of the Yankees. It was the something bombers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Coney Island bombers. Something like that. Could be. We'll get to it in a second here. I've got a whole list of these. I'll pick out some of the good ones. Akron rubber ducks. That's a classic. Oof. 
the Albuquerque Isotopes. That's just a shout out to the Simpsons. Yeah. This is a new one actually from this past year's the Amarillo Sod Poodles. <laughs> what the fuck is a Sod Poodle? I don't know. Uh, there's some real strong names, man, out there. The Birmingham Barons are always a good one. That's the one that Michael Jordan played for. Let's see. Brooklyn Cyclones is what you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. They have a, a logo that's similar to like Boston's like B, but with the C hanging off of it kind of thing. It was. It's just one of those like smaller teams. But If I were a, be- a bigger hat guy, I would definitely have a collection of minor league hats that I wear. I agree. I've been thinking about getting a Paw Sox hat for a while just because I feel like that needs to be part of the collection, but I just haven't really brought myself to do it. I was looking at the Rangers um, affiliates, and they're all kind of crappy logos. Um, I do have a Savannah Sand Nats hat. I've probably been to maybe like six Savannah Sand Nats games over the course of my life. Wow. That's for uh, various reasons. Yeah, I was going to say that's an incredibly random thing to have attended more than multiple times. Yes, it is. We spent a lot of time in South Carolina. Um, as, as I was a kid, so that, that was where we went. Here's a good one, the Clinton Lumber Kings. Lumber Kings? Hell yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's great. Yeah. Is it a lumberjack with a crown on? Because I would buy that hat. I hope so. This might be a little bit racist. The El Paso Chihuahuas. Eh, I'm not racist. They own the hell out of it, though. It's awesome. The logo's incredible. The Fort Wayne Tin Caps? It's T-I-N. The Great Lakes Loons, that's a great name. Ooh. That's a strong name for the for the area. The Greensboro Grasshoppers. I bet the Grasshoppers logo's sick. Yeah, man. There's there's just Yeah, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp is the is the one that I that I got a t shirt for. That's very cool. I'm gonna have to do some research and find a new favorite minor league team and maybe buy some swag. We should all do that. Let's do that as a as a team activity. Yeah, we should bring our shirts to Colorado and discuss them ah. discuss, with, without telling each other what we got. Dude, you're full of great ideas. That's that's a great idea. We're, we're doing it. That's excited. Ben will be all about this idea, too, because he'll get into the historical aspect of it, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a Doughboys out there, like in the middle of Nebraska or something. There's got to be. There's got to be some great stuff. Well, uh, That's not an indictment of his physique. He likes World War One <laughs> things now. Oh, man. Well, you won the fantasy matchup between us last week. Yes, handily. I'm, I'm sorry. Your team, you know. Shit all over itself? It's just not very good right now. I know it's meant to be better, but it just wasn't. It had a better showing this week than it's had the last two, though. So I'll say that. It didn't matter, but I lost by, like, what, 40? 70. Oh, wow. It ended up being way more at the end. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you, uh, you had Vlad, and he just went off at the very end of the week, didn't he? No, Vlad didn't go off. I just I, I had Elvis Andrews kind of go off. Um, just some some fortuitous hitting, I would say. Oh yeah, because um, didn't the Rangers pound Seattle like fourteen to six or some shit like that? Yeah, it was um, it was actually very one sided in every one of the four games that they played. Okay, um, I think it was fourteen to one last night. Oh yeah. my god! Wow. Not great. Yeah, we'll get there and talk about it here in a few minutes. But yeah, uh, sorry for the beatdown. No, know, my hat is off to you, sir. But, Oh, and four, like, I'm not going to rub it in on you. Nah. No, I'm playing Ivan the Terrible this week, though, so at least I could probably get a win there. The nine spot versus the ten spot. hey oh, now we're talking. One team will emerge totally defeated. <laughs> I'm starting to work. I'm starting to kind of make some moves to to plug some of these holes, but it's just taking some time, and I need some things to develop. Michael Chavis has been good so far, though. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention. What's he been doing for Boston? Uh, I mean, he's just been getting on base a good amount, which is awesome. And he's kind of a doubles machine. So we like doubles around here. We do. We do. But it didn't really stop them from getting their asses handed to them by Tampa Bay this weekend. So Ugh, Tampa Bay is looking real good. They're not slowing down. What? How many games are under a belt? Like 30? 30. Yeah, something like that. Pretty good sample size, and they're still rolling. Not bad. Not bad. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and see who's sponsoring the pod today, and then we can jump into the POS corner. How about that? Excellence. So this is a throwback ad, and I don't really remember this one, but they're still a sponsor. So, Are you tired of being backed up? Is your lawn looking less than lustrous? Well, boy, do we have the product for you. That's right. I'm talking about Bartolo's Colon Cleanse and Lawn Fertilizer. Let me boy. paint a quick picture for you listeners it's a monday at the office and you're really struggling from that delicious weekend homemade brisket that you smoked all day on sunday you suffer (laughs) for hours in that backed up monday misery and you do nothing but pray for sweet relief when you get home you see that your lawn is dying what a monday right not anymore with our friends at bartolo's colon cleanse and lawn fertilizer that's right guys half a cup will have you on your way to lava heaven and a full cup will have your lawn winning awards in no time Next time you're at your local grocery store or Home Depot, pick up a drum of Bartolo's Colon Cleanse and Lawn Fertilizer today. Back to you, Sam. Oh, boy. Lava heaven. So, quick question. Okay, go ahead. No, you first. So, this is available in grocery stores and Home Depots. Please predict what aisle in each store this is available in. Well, <laughs> It's got to be fertilizer on both of them, I would, I would think. Um, I don't know if the grocery store has a fertilizer aisle, but I guess it'd be like the, you know, the, the home goods. Yeah, next to the M. Yeah, I hope not. My thing is, does this imply that you shit on your own lawn? I feel s- like the product facilitates two needs, but doesn't explain the vessel through which it's delivered. Which is concerning because I'm worried that could be me. Yeah, I mean, does it? <laughs> come with a bucket i don't know dude because if it if i'm the vessel it's delivered through that se- seems like i'm pooping on my lawn yeah that sponsors out of business aren't they i w- i would hope so i also love the fact that it sounds like i'm in a like wind tunnel when i recorded it <laughs> that was back in the old office that was terrible <laughs> all right well, let's do the pos corner excellent this is paul ramham from wbat in cincinnati we interrupt this regular schedule of programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. All right, this one's going to sound a little like a little bit of a stretch, but just bear just bear with me, all right? All right. So, for the piece of shit totally baseball related, I have the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners are currently uh, in second place in the AL West. They're 18 and 13. Um, they have scored, let's see, 184 runs, which is far and away the most in the American League. However, for one very important reason, they are the piece of shit tonight. They have, across 31 games, 37 errors. <laughs> Holy shit. 
I believe it because Tim Beckham will not stop on my goddamn team with the errors. <laughs> so I believe so, it. <laughs> that just in case, just a quick, you know, back of napkin math. That's more than one a game. Correct. <laughs> that's like approaching uh, Raphael Devers type territory. Yeah. So to put it in a perspective, um, they're ranked number one in errors. The next two teams combined only have 44 errors. That's the Red Sox with 22 and the White Sox with 22. So third place, 22 errors. Second place, 22 errors. First place, 37 errors. <laughs> Unbelievable. They also lead the league in wild pitches um, and in the worst fielding percentage, obviously. Their 9.68 fielding percentage um, is by far the worst in MLB. So, you know, they're hitting the shit out of the ball. Their pitching is adequate given their hypo offense. But uh, you got to think a team that makes errors like that um, is going to be totally devoured in the playoffs. Good at hitting the ball, bad at holding the ball. Yes, what it comes you, down you hit the ball, you throw the ball, and you catch the ball. Basically, we don't, don't want do the, one of those, you're fucked. Right, we don't want the ball touching the ground is kind of the, the main thesis of the fucking game at all. So, yeah. you know, yeah, that this hits close to home in several ways because of the whole, you know, like I said, Tim Beckham thing, which the other night I was so furious whenever he came up with negative two points in the game because he had two errors in a fucking row, dude. It was brutal. Ugh. And... um so there's that, and then the whole Raphael Devers thing, like I said before. Like, the kid is trying really hard, man, but he just, I don't know, man. It's just sometimes the fielding is not not good. It The ends don't justify the means. And it yeah, sucks. I mean, that's not a thing you can really fix, right? right. I mean, you got to send him to the Braves so that uh, old Ron Washington can whip him into shape. He's a defensive guru. Dude, yeah, they'll smoke some cigarettes in the dugout, I'm sure, and they'll be good. Yeah, for sure. That might be one of the best things you've ever told me about. That was so amazing. Well, I showed you. I've got a picture. Of yeah, it. I know. Yeah, we put it on our Instagram. That was like one of your first shows, I think. Oh, good. Yeah. Ron Washington liked to smoke what must have been basic cigarettes. Yes. Um, okay, so my POS of the week is the one and only Angel Hernandez. Excellence. Do you want to run down what happened with him this week? Do I want to run down what happened with him this week? I know that he called a Bach during um, the Rockies-Braves game. Um, and it looked like Bud Black was going to murder somebody, but somehow restrained himself. And that is the extent to which I know what you're talking about. Dude, yeah, it was not great. He basically, I mean, basically, yeah, I mean, that's the nuts and bolts of it is, I mean, Bud Black nearly came on glued on him. Um, just bad calls, once again, and just not paying attention to the strike zone. Like, I don't get it. This guy is the worst in the zone I've ever seen. There was some stat, I'm trying to remember, was it you that was telling me about how he has, like, he's a considerable amount worse during the playoffs, or was that, or against a certain team, or was that a different umpire? Uh, that might have been, um, like, Buckner against the Astros or something. I'm not sure, but yeah, maybe it was yeah. Angel against the Astros, but it was somebody is, like, just notably worse against the Astros than anybody else. Well, and he also got into it with George Springer not too recently where he was like called out on strikes and it was the ball was wildly underneath the strike zone. Like, I mean, just 
outrageously underneath. It was like two or three days ago. So that's yeah. that's just once again, man, this guy doesn't really stay out of this this corner very often. No, he doesn't stay out for very long. I mean, he's been quoted as saying, I get about four wrong every game. God, dude, how could you say that? He seems to be okay with it. And MLB seems to be okay with it, which is crazy, too. Keep suing them. Like, what is he? Dude, yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> it's just, it's a whole crazy situation with him. I just, I don't understand how you can be that ineffective at your job and still, like, kind of carry the clout that he does just imperviously. It's just crazy to me. The players think he's a joke. I, don't, I think they just try and stay out of his way. The managers think he's a joke, too. Nobody likes him. I can't, I just I don't really. I've never seen him really call a consistent strike zone that I can ever recall. Yeah, I don't. It always grows or shrinks. But gosh, you know, I, I just wish there was a way for us to showcase that he's really terrible, um, terrible piece of shit. Hmm. We'll think about that. Yeah, that could be a video project we can work on or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's talk about what's going on around. Baseball just in general as far as standings and all that. How about that? Sounds good. Um, like you were saying earlier, Tampa Bay is absolutely raking at 18-9. and nine. Is there... So the only other team in baseball that's better is the Dodgers at 19-11. and 11. Yeah, Tampa Bay um, has allowed the least runs um, in the AL. They've allowed 83 runs. The next closest looks like Cleveland at 101, but they play a bunch of garbage teams. Right. Yeah, I think it's it's really indicative of Tampa Bay just as a full unit. I mean, we were looking at them last year and the only reason that they got looked over or looked over was just because of the Yankees and the Red Sox. I mean, that's really the only reason they were fucking yeah, amazing. And now that they're, you know, kind of in the gutter right this second, um, not, not for long, I don't think, but they are in the gutter right now. The Rays are, Rays are on top for sure. And they just called up uh, Nate Lowe, the, the number three first base prospect in all of baseball. He's hitting, over 300 with triple A. He's got three home runs. Last year he had 27 home runs in like 150 games or something. So pretty good. Um, should be a good a good power boost in that young core um, at Tampa Bay. Like they need the fucking help. No kidding, man. Their pitching's been really good too. Yep, they have Charlie Morton and Blake Snell. Uh, who else do they have? Is Charlie there? Morton good? It's a good question. You know, I think of Charlie Morton, and then I also think of Joe Musgrove as almost being the same dude. Just yes. Kind of him. Yes, I think I might get those two confused now that you say it. I don't even know that I knew that I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, particularly because they were on the Astros at the same time together, but... Were they? Weren't they? They were. Could be. Pretty sure. Who knows? There's a reason I get them confused, but you're right. They're pretty much the same player. I think Charlie Morton is slightly better, more consistent. Um, he also is giving a hell of a lot more run support than Musgrove. Musgrove is on the Pirates, who are kind of pooping. Yeah, he was. He played for Houston as well. Got it. But I still think that ultimately the rest of this division is going to shake out. The The thing that makes me, I guess, confident in the Red Sox is the fact that, that I mean, they might be a bad baseball team. I mean, this year anyway, you know, and it may just be one of those things. But if they're not, at least they're staying relatively healthy. The Yankees cannot say the same thing, and that would concern me. I mean, I think just in general as a Yankees fan, that would concern me. So I guess I'd like to know more about that thought process because, like, the results are similar. I mean, the Yankees are more injured and they have more wins, so you'd rather yeah. be 
have no injuries and mostly the same core and they're just poop this year. Well, look what happened to the Rangers a few years ago when they just could not, you know, they just kept having injury after injury after injury and it got, oh, just wow. got to be, and, and I mean, they still had a relatively okay farm system at that point. They were just had so many people hurt that you, it slipped away from them so fast. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's not, and, and it was no real indictment on how the actual team was. You didn't even know what, it was just like a lost year and you just don't want that to happen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I hear you. The Yankees somehow are still very good despite all of their injuries. No, for sure, and that's that's interesting too. Uh, but again, that would be kind of, I guess it would just be a little bit concerning given that, like, if those guys get hurt, then it starts getting you know further and further down. But other than that, I mean, yeah. they're they're mashing the absolute piss out of the ball. They are. I don't know how that's working, but they're just they have like a different hero every week who seems to be doing really well. Um, Brad Gardner somehow still relevant, dude. Don't understand. That guy looks like a dick in a uniform. Well, they make him shave his fucking facial hair. Right. That's what so is stupid. that rule going to go away? That's Dude, so stupid. I do not know. Whenever Kevin Euclid went there and they made him shave his face was just so unbelievably terrible. I mean, I'd like to know what some of those guys would want to do with their own facial hair when they get the freedom to do so. I agree. I so agree. Maybe Giancarlo goes to Soul Patch, you know? Maybe. Um, maybe their judge does some chops. And, you know? Dude, Aaron uh, Judge with some chops would be something. I can't even I imagine. Know. I don't know if there's enough time. Ah, who knows? I'm. I feel like Vlad's going to catch fire a little bit here in the next couple of days. It seems like he should. Well, let's see. Yeah, it seems like he should. They called him up. Uh, I guess it was last Thursday. The 26th mm-hmm. was his first game. Yep. That was Friday. He went one for four with a double that ended up being pretty important to the outcome of the game. He's been one for four, three nights in a row. So, you know, hitting 250, three games, low sample size. Sure. Um, not a terrible start, but like, you know, a lot of, he just has such high expectations. Right. That's what it um, is. You know, people wanted him to hit a home run for the first four games. No one's saying things like that because they're just still very excited that he's playing. Right. Um, but you're going to yeah, start I, hearing I, it though. I think he's, yeah, he's primed. He's going to be a, a talent for many, many years. Like, Give there's no there's no rush. It's not like if he hits two fifty for a month that the sky is falling. Like he'll right. he'll get used to it. You know, he's traveling, he's going to new places. He's good. he's getting invited to Raptors games, like the Eastern Conference Finals. He got invited to go hang out with Drake. Like he's just probably a little starstruck and a little bit um shell shocked. It's a it's a big stage to be on all of a sudden. Yeah, he handles it pretty well though. I'm I'm looking forward to him doing good things in baseball. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that I recall a player being as heavily touted as he's come up than him in a very long time. He is the only prospect um, to be rated 80 out of 80 in hitting. That is wild. So. Absolutely wild. But I, I just even mean from like a promotion standpoint and everything, I've seen it all over the place, even places that I don't typically see baseball news. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's pretty, pretty electric. I it's mean, part of that's the legacy thing too, right? Yes. This would not happen if it weren't for Senior. Senior's awesome. Senior's very awesome. I, I like how they're so very different in their approach, though. They really are. It's fascinating. Vlad will swing at... Vlad Senior would have swung at anything, and then Vlad Jr. is very selective, um, but can rip it just the same. Yeah. Like, when he gets it, he gets it. Yeah. I wonder how that go like what happens with that over time. It'll be interesting to see. 
it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, let's see. So we've got Minnesota leading the Central. There's not really much know. going on in this division here. Is it too early to skip them? I mean, yeah, probably so. I mean, Minnesota's plus twenty-seven in their differential. I mean, that's not too far off yeah. kind of the upper echelon of the pack. Yep, they they score a lot of runs for sure. They've got they Rosario now. Yeah, Eddie Rosario. Right. Um, they've also got good pitching. They've got Jose Barrios and um, some other guys. Holy shit, my brain, dude. I feel like Jose Barrios has kind of had some expectation on him for a while and, and has had mixed results. Yeah, he, in the past two seasons, has started very strong. Um, and then he tapers off in the back half. And, you know, the counting stats are there at season's end, um, but it doesn't tell the whole story of that, that cliff that he falls off of. Has he been with the Twins always? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking he was with Philly for some reason. Mm, maybe. I think I, I get him and Vince Velasquez mixed up sometimes. <laughs> Bifocal glasses. Yes. They're similar type pitchers, though. Yeah. Vince gets hurt a lot. He does. But yeah, Jose Barrios definitely has some mixed results. But overall, the tail thing is definitely true. There's no doubt about that. Did you keep him or did you let him go? Oh, I've got him. Okay. No, I let him go. I have him in my other league. Shit. Oh, got it. Yeah, he's doing very well this year. But um, but again, he will fall off that cliff. Yeah. You know what? One thing I don't like about this Twins team in general, and this has been a thing for a long time, I don't like the fact that Max Kepler sounds so much like Gabe Kapler. It just confuses me. Yeah, but both are so forgettable. I just forget them both at the same time. Well, I agree, but every time I see Max Kepler's name, it re-pisses me off. <laughs> it re-pisses you off. Yeah, it pisses me off again. <laughs> it's pissed me off in the past. It pissed me off again. <laughs> they got a guy named Matt Maggle. Not bad. Matt Maggle. Pretty good. That's a good baseball name. It is. It is. A catcher with the last name of Garver just seems fitting. A Mitch Garver seems very fitting. It sounds like a catcher's name. It does. He's got broken fingers it's everywhere. Not bad. He's not a bad catcher, though. He's got no. 10 RBIs. That's not terrible. Yeah, but catchers this season are just not viable offensive options outside of Real Muto. Um, who else? Catchers Sanchez. Ever valuable though, like that. Contreras. I have Buster Posey used to be good. He did until he got swiped at home plate. <laughs> spiral fractured his femur bone. Was that not one of the worst things you've ever seen? Though it was not good. I mean the. The top part of his femur that holds it into the hip got cut off. Right. Like, <laughs> that's bad. That's really bad. I can't even imagine how much more gruesome an injury would have to be to trigger a rule change in baseball. <laughs> Seriously. We are the most glacial sport ever, and we instantly changed a rule because of that. Yep. Fuck that. Nobody wanted to see that again. He hasn't really been the same since. I think nah. you're right. But the Giants haven't really been the same since then either. Like he, They were really good whenever he got hurt. I was talking with one of my friends who is a Giants fan, and we were just you know talking shop. We were watching a Braves game, talking about how our teams are terrible, my Rangers and his Giants. And I was like, you've got to be pretty pleased, though. I mean, they've been pooped the past couple of years, but they got three three titles you know, in pretty yeah. quick success. He's like, oh, yeah, whatever. I don't care what they do now. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's done with it. Who cares? Yeah, this is just riding that wave for sure. Do they? Um, I, I don't. I don't think that I can get used to it not being called AT and T Park. I'm really having a hard time getting past that. What is it now? It's Oracle Park now. 
Oracle. Fuck you, Oracle. Well, because they're losing the arena, so they bought the. What the they call the the arena? Well, it, they're moving. They're this is the last year the Warriors are playing there, and they're moving to downtown San Francisco, and it's the J.P. Morgan Chase Arena. Blah. Yeah. So. Yeah, AT and T Park forever. Same with Safeco. Like I'm not calling that shit T-Mobile. Agreed. Yeah, that's that's even worse. I think. I'm pretty sure the that's pink worse. is obnoxious. It really, really is. It it felt like the Safeco like went with their colors and everything really well. I think as a kid, I might have believed that that was part of their team name ah yeah the advertisers i mean they definitely won that war oh no doubt about it is safeco is that insurance is that what that is sure yeah i don't know seems like it would be yeah never heard of them yeah but it must be a seattle thing probably like (laughs) globe life yeah no that one was out of out of left field for sure no pun intended (laughs) whatever i i do like that they're calling the new uh ballpark here ball uh Globe Life Field instead of Globe Life Park. I know it's. I know there's not a huge difference, but it's one of those differentiators between old and new. I feel like with with those two specifically being next to each other. Interesting. Yeah, I could see that. I suppose it's it's kind of splitting hairs. It's coming along big time over there. By the way, we went over there the other day to have uh, some lunch, and it is they're turning and burning on it. They're working pretty much around the clock on it. That is really cool. I can't wait for indoor baseball in Texas. We're going to be there opening day, right? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to. I don't care what it costs. <laughs> we'll be there. Already got tickets. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that leads us in the AL West, right? <laughs> yep. Houston's doing really well. Uh, Seattle also doing really well. Texas medium. Oakland medium. Angels bad. Texas just got pounded in the ass before they turned around and did some ass pounding of their, their own on Sunday night. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, excellent commentary. Uh, I I believe you're right. The the pounding of asses did occur um, in this series of four games between Seattle and Texas. I mean, this is kind of what you said was going to happen, that the wheels are going to start to come off. Yeah, I mean, they're over 500. I'm just going to keep enjoying this. I mean, they're a lot of fun to watch. Mike Miner's been a nice little surprise. Um, And then all the other pitching's been pretty terrible. Even Jose Leclerc. Not not an amazing closer, even after uh, his great season last year. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun to watch my team win some ball games and have some fun doing it. So I think they also think it's a little unexpected, so they're just going and doing whatever they can. They've Go got you know yeah. pretty pretty good offense going there. Yeah, I mean they've still got a positive run differential of plus eleven there. That's not terrible. I mean it's Houston's finally starting to do what they're supposed to be doing. That's that's the biggest differential differentiator here now. Yeah, I mean, I, yes. I look at runs scored. They've scored 162 to Seattle's 184. Uh, that's that's second highest in uh, the AL. So pretty good for the Rangers to be scoring that many runs. That's like classic Texas, right? You have one good pitcher um, and a bunch of good hitters. And a bunch of good hitters, yeah, in the garbage back of the the staff. Yeah, that's rough. Wow. And the bullpen's always like middles, middles around, puddles around, really. They've scored 162, and they've given up 151. Wow. Okay. So that makes sense about what the record is then. I mean. Yeah, but in, yeah, uh, Seattle has uh, even, it's pretty similar, 184 scored 170 against. But hmm. they're, you know, significantly better. Four more wins. Is King Felix part of that staff? Do we know? He is. Yeah, he actually had a decent outing yesterday. He scored, he, uh, I think he flung... Like seven scoreless last night. Okay. Not last, maybe Saturday night. 
The problem is going to be with him as it always is, though, is just the the long term durability portion of it. Oh yeah, I mean he'll start giving up five runs in four innings in no time. Yeah, exactly, and that offense is going to cool off fast. And the way they're making errors is just not not ideal. Yeah, I yeah I don't you know I don't I put them in last place uh, to start the season um, when we did the the prediction episode. Yeah, um, that's probably not going to hold up. Uh yeah. Yeah, probably not. Last last place? I don't think so. Yeah. The A's are continuing to shit the bed, even with Mike Trout's 2.3 war this season so far. What's going on with the A's? Um, They're not hitting as well as they should be, and they're pitching very poorly. They haven't really had a good range of starters in a while. They've just had this whole bullpen by committee thing all the time. And I just a lot of that like... going on. They've got a lot of sort of like average guys that they're bringing up. They, they brought up a guy by the name of Bassett last night. I think he, he might be starting today. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got, you know, some guys on the DL, Matt Olson, some of their pitchers on the DL. It's just not really going very well. But, you know, they don't really put a lot of resources into that team. So what do you expect? For sure. I mean, they're 18th in OPS, it looks like, and they're 100 points behind the Astros. Ooh. So that's not great. Definitely not great at all. I, I yeah, they just haven't gotten it going. Is almost what it feels like, though, which they tend to do. But it, it'll be. I think that division is going to shake out pretty closely to what you said, though. Overall. Could be. I mean, we'll see. The Angels are terrible. Um, Chris Davis hasn't hit a home run in like twelve games. So shocking. I mean, I knew that he was going to. Like, I, I think the he he kind of heats up in the second half of the season every year, doesn't he? Yeah, he usually slumps a little bit. He had a, a rocking start this year, which is uncommon. Um, but you're right, he usually gets better with time. For sure. Well, what do you think about the uh, the NL East? Have you gotten to watch any more of that lately? Haven't been watching a ton of NL East. I mean, just the, the Colorado-Atlanta game the other night that I watched. Um, pretty Pretty good game. Uh, Rocky, Rockies-Atlanta is really just an offensive um, showcase right their mm-hmm. pitching is terrible on both ends uh, Rocky's not as expected uh, Braves hurt and young and they keep they keep like optioning all of their starters down to the Gwinnett level I'm not sure what the fuck's going on but hmm. um, Philly's finally stringing some wins together which is nice um, they should they have all the talents in the universe on that team for sure they seem like they've underwhelmed a little bit I think Yes, definitely underwhelmed. Um, they just kind of like, you know, in the middle part of the 30 games that they've played sort of shit the bed a little bit. I think they might have had some philosophical differences with Kapler, some probably some clubhouse issues, um, given all the personalities going on. But um, there, yeah, the Mets also surprising to me. Uh, Pete Alonso on the Mets is like really, really good at hitting baseball. Dude, for sure. Yeah, that's like... I feel like this division, though, just hasn't, like, really set anything apart on itself yet. Like, I feel like the Mets being in the mix so much muddles things. And, yeah, I'm going with muddles this time. Um, muddles. Quit prattling about. Exactly. Atlanta seems to have really gotten off slow. Ozzy Albi seems like he's kind of gotten off to a slow start. He's picked it up, I think. Acuna also um, doing fine. Like, he has... Good weeks and bad weeks. Freddie Freeman, like the perennial rock of that 
of that offense is doing well. Um, really, pitching is terrible for um, the Braves. Did you see They're that the Mets finally designated Travis Darnon? Darno. Darno. Sorry. Yes. I would say his name. That's sad. Yeah, it's probably about time though. You think so? Probably. I mean, is he this, old? He's getting up there. I mean, they'll. I mean, they they didn't they couldn't he was out of options, so they just designated him. So I mean, if he didn't get claimed, he'll be right back in their in their minor league anyway. So poor guy. Yeah, I just don't think. Oh my God, he came with the R. A. Dickey trade, including <laughs> Noah Syndergaard. Wow, that's wild. He's getting old uh, though. He's been up. I feel like he's been around for quite some time. But Miami bringing up the rear, eight and twenty. Yuck. God, dude, what a team of white people, too. I know. It's a problem. It's a real problem. <laughs> Regular frat house in there. Dude, how do you have a negative 58 run differential with, like, less than 30? You don't games? score any runs, and you give up a moderate amount. I know. It's just ridiculous, though. <laughs> That's, like, really bad. They're 28 games in. They're not even 30 games through this season. That's right. They go minus three every game. That is shameful. It's very sad. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the Central? Cardinals are good. Unfortunately, this is what I've been predicting. Um, their pitching is getting better. Jack Flaherty starting to come around. I think they've got Carlos Martinez either back or coming back. Coming back. That'll be good. Um, and then their offense is like bolstered by the likes of uh, Paul Goldschmidt, Paul DeJong, um, Matt Carpenter. That one, two, three is super strong over there. Got it. Yeah, I feel like... Um, Milwaukee seems to. So I saw they signed Gio Gonzalez today. So Ooh. just kind of, I think that's a good signing. He can be very good. Yeah, but he's very streaky, very very streaky. But he overall, I think, is pretty effective. I was surprised that he's just kind of been out there. I didn't even know he was out there to sign. I figured he was out there somewhere on a on a roster. Uh, the Yankees granted him release. Ah, uh, maybe I missed that then. Yeah. Which is strange. He is he's an effective consumer of innings, um, often you know producing positive results. For sure. <laughs> could I be more generic? I could be. I actually I mean, think could I could be. be more generic if we like. Yeah, sure. Why not? I love how <laughs> Cincinnati has this plus ten road differential, but Pittsburgh has mi- minus twenty one. Oh, and Pittsburgh um, had Chris Archer go in the DL as well again, so that's nice. I'll tell you what I like about Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Nothing. Nothing. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Pierogies, crap. Skyline. Cincinnati Skyline Chili, crap. Awful. Uh, what do you think about the West? <laughs> I think the Dodgers are really good. Cody yeah. Bellinger is like carrying that team. Yeah, agreed. They have an offense that is absolutely lethal. And their pitching is doing well. They got Kershaw back. They got Ryu back. Um, I think Rich Hill's still on the DL, but... They've got a, a pretty good bullpen as well. I think they're going to be just fine. Is Rich Hill on the DL for blisters again? I bet you he is. I think he's he's also like 37, so he could be on the DL for like dusty knees or something. <laughs> dusty knees? <laughs> oh, they just activated him yesterday. Ah. See, Oh, he had an oblique injury, so it's just a little bit of a... He'll be back there in no time. Don't worry. For sure. The DL, that is. Oh, it'll be a blister, though. Yeah. It's always a blister with him. Always a blister. He played for the Red Sox twice, and it was the same thing every time. Um, San Diego seems to be off to an absolute tear. Eric Hosmer tore it up on Sunday night. Let Did me he? find this stat line real quick. 
Yeah, they've got um, Fran Mill Reyes and Fernando Tatis Jr., two young guys doing doing wonderful things. Although Tatis, I think they either just put him on the DL or were considering it. He accidentally did the splits. Dude, yes. On the field. I didn't know that's why he got put on the DL. I saw he went on the DL, but I didn't see why. I think they're calling it a quad or a hamstring injury, but like he extended himself quite a bit. Was he trying to slide into a base or what happened? No, he was catching the ball. Um, he was trying to keep his foot on second base uh, to get a force out, allegedly, um, and like just did the splits. Just, oh my god, that sounds horrible. It, there's a slow mo of it. Um, don't recommend anybody watch that. But yeah, I can't believe I missed this. Wow. Yeah, this was yesterday or the day before. But yeah. that's that's sad because he's um, you know sort of an up and coming star, but he's in San Diego, so nobody really hears about this. Yeah, that happened on uh, Sunday. It looks like. Got it. Yeah, that's why. But um, they've they've really picked it up. I think they'll end up being pretty good. They got Chris Paddock and Joe Lucchese doing nice things on the mound. Um, Kirby Yates, their closer, is like nails right now. It's crazy. Yeah, very under underutilized. I feel like or under uh, under talked about. Valued. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Arizona I mean, seems to be at least better than Colorado and San Francisco, which I guess is saying <sighs> nothing. Or I was expecting the Giants to be crap. I just, you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because we spend a lot of time in Colorado. Maybe it's because my my little league team was the Colorado Rockies, and I've got a jersey in there right now in my in my closet, rather. Um, but I've got a soft spot for the the Rockies, and they they should be good. They've been sh- terrible for a very long time. They're pitching nobody. They never get good p- pitching prospects because they play at Coors. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have decent pitching, and they have really good offense. Just not really something's not clicking there. You got to think it's going to heat up, though, because Nolan yeah. Arenado has not been great this year so far. They have Nolan Arenado. They've got David Dahl, Trevor Story, Daniel Murphy, Brian McMahon, a bunch of really good um, offensive offensive players, and it's just not, not coming together yet. Let's see here. So I'm looking at, at Arenado's season so far this year. He's batting... 279 on base 322 slugging 514 and OPS of 836. So I think if you go back 2 weeks and look at those numbers they are significantly worse. He's really picked it up quite a lot in the past 2 weeks. Yeah, I was going to say that, it was way worse. Cuz he's not too far off about what he does every season, so he's definitely picked it up yeah. then. I he's ha- picking it up. We haven't seen much of them in the last like week or so. They've got a guy named Hampson. I think he plays maybe like second base, and he's hitting like three over three hundred, and he's been one of the better offensive guys on their team. Damn, not bad. Nope. It stands. Uh, all right, puts us in a decent time for a little, you know, comeback rally around the time that we go to Colorado. So can't wait. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yep, we'll get that on the books uh, here pretty soon, man. That's what we said last week. That's true. Well, Ben needs to show up to the office, and, you know, then we can do it. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, I think we'll go ahead and wrap things up. We want to remind everyone to follow us on social media. That's at OutfielderPod on Twitter and Instagram. Sensibly Loud Media on Facebook, and make sure to check out the website at SensiblyLoud.com. We want to thank everyone for joining us for Episode 64 of the Outfielder Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Don't text and drive, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Death, 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 death